welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Would you ever buy the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 soundtrack to have? No. No, because you probably... Because I got Apple Music. Why would I do that? Right. (laughs) She could recreate that in 10 minutes. I saw this beautiful vinyl. Oh, no. Like, just... Mr. Vinyl now. No, no, no. He buys a $50 record player, and now he's Mr. Vinyl. No, no, no. It It was just weird to see that they would produce that on vinyl, considering that they don't really have the rights to the to the songs outright. It just seems like a big expense. Well, somebody has the rights. I mean, I guess. It I just, mean, they had to have them to get them in the movie. So, But I wouldn't buy it on an MP3 album, let alone on vinyl. It is. I mean, they're great songs, and it's a great right. album, but it just seems like, I don't know. It was a little it's weird. It's a little too soft for me. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I mean, you know, now your kid is introduced to ELO, at least. That's the great thing about Guardians. Yeah. When they put a great song on there, kids all of a sudden... Oh, my My kid was humming um, the the end thing with Hasselhoff. <laughs> I heard him, like, humming that song. I was like, oh, great. Uh, so we're going to talk this week about Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume 2, if you haven't caught on yet. Way late. Uh, yeah, but it's... The could, Cinematic it's, Universe Edition. That's at least the one I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, so you you screened a different version. I screened the digital download version, but I think the extras were more or less the same. Yeah, mine wasn't any different. There was nothing extended or no. I only think my head was a poster that with, oh in, uh, inside. Yeah, with yeah. Hasselhoff and his band, the Sneepers, the Snoopers, whatever the heck they're called. Do you think that this gives David Hasselhoff any sort of boon being in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie and being a part of their sort of? Not unless he becomes part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because he's pretty much done after this movie. Well, I know, because the whole premise is Peter Quill thinks his father is David Hasselhoff. But he's in it, like, two different times, right? Right. For quickly. For quickly. But still, he's in it, and it's weird. Um, I watched... Sneepers. Sorry. Their band name is the Sneepers. But is that really his band name, or is it, like, just the name of the band for the one song? It's the name of the band for the one song. Weird. Did you watch the music video for it on the extras? Oh, that was the best part of yeah, the extra. It was so stupid. But it was so stupid. worth it. Stupid. It was so it worth was it. Brilliant. I know. Um, what was I going to say? I've totally lost my train of thought on this. But uh, the. the did you, So I watched what I, what I really liked. I mean, other than the fact I really liked the movie, of the special features was James Gunn talking about how um, he had picked the music out before he was done writing. Yeah. You know, he, and, that, and that he plays the music for while the actors. they're shooting a scene. And that's awesome. It is awesome. And then, you know, you, you see some of this behind-the-scenes footage where they're playing the music, and it's, you know, Peter Quill, um, and it's, um, you know, it's an emotional scene with, um, what is his name now? Michael Rooker's <laughs> character. Why am I blanking on this? <laughs> I don't know. Fla- uh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, it's not Gamora. We know who Gamora no, is. It's not uh, Ego. That's Kurt Russell. No. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on this? This is the worst ever. 
I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That's all we need to say, I guess. Mr. <laughs> Catchphrase. Merle from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Michael Rooker. Yeah, I know. It's Michael Rooker, but what's his character's name? It's like... It's like... <laughs> I want to see how long it takes us, how much time we're going to kill before you... Why? Uh, Yandu. Thank you. Sorry. And how they played they played the music where they're sort of having their emotional ending. Yes. And it was pretty cool. I, I, I actually really enjoyed seeing how much he is invested in making these movies and that they really are a passion project for him and not just a, a cash grab or a paycheck. You know, he's writing he's got a very specific way he wants things done because he came from crap and i'm not necessarily saying that in bad terms he worked for tromo who did uh, a lot of schlock horror films Mm -hmm. and um, he started there so he learned uh, all those little fun practical effects techniques and things because which he put into a film called slither which i also reviewed which was an awesome horror comedy it was like one of the coolest yeah and um i feel like i'm like almost best buddies with james gunn at this point because i've now listened to like three different commentary tracks with james gunn and know like everything about the guy i kind of feel a little betrayed that i mean he's only an executive producer on the avengers and that he doesn't have any say whatsoever in those characters because i feel like he couldn't because he'd take it over i know but it feels it feels like those are his characters, you know, like it would, it yeah. would be a disgrace to see a different director or a different writer working on it. And he's already signed on for volume three. Well, they can't be in it much because there's about 50 characters in it, right? I think they're, they're central to the story. I don't know. I mean, based upon the trailer, they interact with Thor very early on. Um, anyway, the comment, this movie's great. How many times have even, you watched it? Five. And Five. It, and it's great. It's great. There's nothing I hated about this movie. I actually I thought th- it was m- m- so much fun. I actually think that the opening credits with Baby Groot dancing around. Brilliant. Was such such a the right tone to kick this movie right. off. The um, 4K is an upscale from their 2K master, even though. What a shame. Yeah, it is. But, you know, all right, it might be a shame, but this is Disney finally jumping aboard. This is their first 4K release. But upscale. Yeah. Even though they shot it on a uh, Red Weapon camera system, which has 8K resolution possible. So I'm not sure why they downsized it, other than the fact that most theaters can't handle it. And I don't know how that works in theater. But when, you're, but when you're pressing a 4K, it shouldn't matter because you're using the master to do that. But the master's, yeah, off a of 2K. So I don't know why they did that. Weird. It was still beautiful. Um, I knew, but I didn't know that James Gunn was involved in a great video game called Lollipop Chainsaw. And I don't even know if you knew no. that. I, would, I was watching the movie, right? And there's these bursts of color in this movie mm-hmm. at points where I'm like, wow, that just looks like lollipop chainsaw and then i went and looked it up and went oh wow he was part of that game and it's a game where you're basically like a cheerleader type holding off a zombie apocalypse and you run around with a chainsaw and start cutting things up which platform was this for like ps3 maybe ps4 it was a great game but i had no idea who james gunn was at that time 
So that's important to know. I I think that I've seen that he's signing on to do a TV series. I I think maybe he's just going to be executive producing it. But he's just one of those guys that he it was this film was meticulously done. I got this like Edgar Wright, Christopher Nolan vibe where it's like they're in they're in the edit room. They're they're paying attention to the music. They're they're really Oh, and if from a pop culture standpoint, I mean the moment I saw him pull out that Mattel classic football game. I mean, come on. Um I love the fact that Howard the Duck shows up again. In the well, I yeah, love but, the but fact in the, what, what was it the second was the second uh sort of uh credit reel, right? No. Howard the Duck shows up in the movie. Right, right. But he's in but he's in it twice. It's just a picture of him in the second okay, part. Yeah. That's right. Um Stan Lee has a pretty Stan Lee. Actually Stan Lee, this is the one cameo that I actually feel like was very well suited for him. But it's kind of tying everything together. If some people are saying it's tying because he's now considered to be like a watcher. <laughs> he's he's in the spacesuit hanging up there telling stories with the watchers. And then he's just left by himself. Right. Yeah. Well, I I will be curious to see how they integrate him into Infinity Wars. Yep. Yep. Um Pac-Man makes an appearance, which is cool. The Microsoft Zune I could not have picked a better ego than Kurt Russell. Absolutely not. Fantastic choice. Um, Sylvester Stallone, who's also showing up with a new gang of Guardians. New old. I think they're the the elder Guardians. Miley Cyrus is in it. Really? Her voice is in it. Okay. As mainframe. She's one of the guardians at the end of the movie that you're introduced right, to. Right, right. So that's cool. Michael Rosenbaum is the guy with the glass kind of head, the crystal yeah. head. And uh, Ving Rhames. Yes, yes. For a second. But but our Ravagers guardians, are. I thought they were thieves. They, they're like space pirates. Right. But in the comic book, there is a guardian group led by Sylvester Stallone's character. Okay. So that's Well, I wonder that. if maybe because of what happens at the end of this film... He sort of joins that bandwagon. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, for another one. You know, and Stallone was great in this movie. This is the kind of role that throws him in. I mean, like you had Kurt Russell, who's an older actor. Stallone, who's an right. older. Right. Listen to the commentary, and Gunn's just like, I love Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Yeah. And I had to put him in a movie. Okay, great. So I was like, he's in. Fantastic. Way to go! Like. Give us more. He loves, yeah, he specifically said he was a big, he always used to pretend to be Snake, Plissken, and Rambo growing up. So did he introduce Josh Brolin as um, Thanos? I don't know. Or was that, I wonder if that was pre-selected by Marvel. Marvel probably did that, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it. it's a great movie. Um, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughs. There's, there is a lot of laughs. That's like one of the complaints of the movie. It's is that almost are laughing it's too much. Too funny. Well, what's the? But I mean, you know. So what's the what, first? Yeah, how one? much serious? You know, we get the point. I mean, the it's, whole. The, it's the, big stakes. The funniest part of the movie for me was Peter Quill walking into an adolescent Groot's room. Yeah. And it's disgusting, and he's doing nothing but playing video games. Yep. Yep. And just complaining about it, which I thought was great. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie, you're an idiot. Yeah, it's one of the shame. best movies 
for shame. of the year. Yeah, I think it's 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 fun. Yeah, it's total fun. It's 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 a comic book movie that also feels like it's not it's not trying to be right. Um, and what James Gunn did with the Yondu character, um was phenomenal and they're working on trying to see about submitting Michael Rooker for an Academy Award for best supporting actor. Well, that's certainly possible. And and they're they're petitioning Disney and Marvel to get on board with that. And the other thing that I found great was on the three commentary tracks I listened to with Gunn, he gives Michael Rooker a steady stream of crap the entire oh, time. Yeah. There's yeah. one on Slither where Rooker's in the room and it is non-snop sniping. He is sniping him every other minute. I think, they're like best friends. Yeah, they they he has put Rooker in everything he's done. Yes, because if you watch Slither, you'll know why. Yeah. The amount of insanity they put Rooker through in that movie with the appliances and to get him into turn into a monster right. is unbelievable. Yeah. No, um Michael Rooker does not get the credit that he deserves. He's been in... He's great. He's been around forever. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I think the first movie I saw him in was Days of Thunder, which was, what, 92? He was in Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yes. Which was intense. And he's terrifying in that. Right. Uh, He's a great actor. Um, This was a great movie. There were complaints that Chris Pratt could never hold... A movie by himself that he ne- he's one of these actors that always needs an ensemble around him because of the issue with passengers and how people felt that it was a terrible movie. Wow. Be- I actually somebody left comments on my story. I'm sorry. What? I'm going to do this right in the middle. And nobody does that ever. There's someone who's saying that I had an adverse reaction to the color scheme and could not finish the movie. What does that even mean? I also had difficulty with the colors in the opening scene. It made the planet ego hard to... There was a Willy Wonka element that caused discomfort. Okay, take I've your never... TV, take it outside, and smash it with a baseball bat and go get a new one that's modern. So somebody... Now they got into a fight with somebody else. <laughs> Way too sensitive. What a hot house flower. And the person responds, hey, turd blossom. <laughs> so there you go. Once again... There's there's the reason why we have social networking and, and this is comments. Why, this is and, why websites shut commenting yeah, down. That's why oh. websites shut comments off. Though I appreciate the comments. Yes. So <laughs> I I will say this is the highest of the A pluses you can get for a yes. film. Uh, right. Next I, to, of course, the new Ghostbusters. I want to talk about it. Um, I I purposefully got the pre-release because I wanted it early. Cause yeah, I, you I, never do that. And I, which I, is crazy. I loved it. And after walking, look, talking about this, I'm probably going to go watch the movie again. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, that good. I'm pretty pumped by it. Those those first two movies are very solid. I mean, I'm I'm very pleased. It's sort of like what you would want films like the Justice League to be like. And they were saying, you know, the first one was better. You know what? I disagree. I really love the second one. The first one's like an origin story. You gotta set up, so you're gonna spend half the time setting up characters. Exactly. This one you didn't need to. You could dump, dive right into it and and have fun. And I also found that the second one, it's a much more difficult battle than the first one. I agree. I mean, granted, there are more people involved. Right. Um... Whereas with this one, it's very much isolated to just a few. Um, by the way, is the other gun 
in this movie a, a relative of James Gunn? Yes. It is? Is it his son? Wait a minute. You mean the guy who's Yondu's right-hand like right, man? Yeah. Is that no, a relative? No. It's like his brother. Okay. And and his he's in Gold, Gilmore Girls. Right. But it but it is a relative, right? It's his brother. I, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know what? And you know what? He's funny. He's good. And Gilmore Girls, he's like a, a I, staple I, of, of the, and you know the what? town. I want to give a shout out to David Bautista because he's hilarious. He is hilarious. And he's like John Cena. John Cena's got that same wit. So does The Rock. You're right. I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, there's a reason why professional wrestlers get into right, like full, you know, full motion. They got a sense acting. of humor. He's great in this, and my kids laugh at him hysterically. They think he is the funniest thing. Bradley Cooper, great job again yep, on the voice. Yep. I mean. There's only so many times you can say I am Groot, so I don't really give a lot of props to Vin Diesel on really? that one. But I know you, that you they... didn't consider it an emotional performance, no. one of the best of his career. No, no, not really at all. Uh, Nebula was was great in this one, I thought. Yes, uh, and the dynamic between Nebula and uh, Gamora. Yep, very cool. And the dynamic between Peter Quill and his father. It was great. It was, was all great. great. It, it was, was all great. It was all That's great. It. I don't That's know. all I want to talk about. It's a lot of praise. I can't talk about like, this anymore. All right. When we come back. We've received no money. <laughs> we, yes. We've received no money reviewing this other than the fact we've. It's great. We've received hours of entertainment. Right. When we come back, we will talk about. Something that's. Alien. That's complex, yet not so entertaining. Covenant. I like. Yeah. Community's Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. What? We're back? There's a xenomorph over there. Watch out. A face hugger. <gasps> That's I don't think it's a xenomorph. It is a xenomorph, isn't it? What's the other ones? Facehuggers. Neomorphs. Oh, yeah. A neomorph bloodburster. And they're white. Neomorphs are white. Yeah. Xenomorphs are black and they drool a lot. Well, Ridley just couldn't leave it alone, could he? He just refuses <sighs> to I want, stop. I want my Neil Blomkamp alien version with Sigourney Weaver, and I want it now. Who, who first of all, thought that Ridley Scott was going to let this guy direct that movie? Did he Ridley was give on it to board him? With it. He's, he's Ridley saw... Ridley said, "Okay, you have my blessing, do it." Yeah, he had the he had the studio, he had the blessing, he had Sigourney Weaver reprising her role as Ripley. He had um uh oh dude, um it's been so long since I've seen Aliens, but um uh Michael Hahn was going to come back and then they were going to have the synthetic and that somehow, and I think they even talked about, um, well, obviously can't do it now, but Bill Paxton. Right. They were going to somehow figure out a way to like bring them back into the fold. And it all started from an Instagram posting of Neil Blomkamp that he drew some like new weaponry. And people, and it just exploded online. And right. the next thing you know, he's like, I just was contacted by 20th Century Fox. And then... He sends it. He writes a script. He gives it to Sigourney Weaver. She's like, "Oh my goodness, this is amazing! I want to do it." Poof. 
gone. Ridley, it's all Ridley. Stop, stop what you're doing. Like nothing you have been doing lately. But he's a genius. Uh, Yes, I've been told in in every featurette that he's a genius. In the '80s, he was a genius. I'm not feeling it. Give somebody else a chance in this universe. I want to see what they can do. There's so much to do. Like the stupid Aliens versus Predator, awful. Alien Four, awful. Alien Three was not great either. The first two. In my opinion, if you order well, Ridley it, didn't do three or four, did he? And he didn't do two. He did one. Right. He and and I'm sorry, Aliens is better than Alien. Yeah, but you couldn't have Aliens without Alien. Doesn't matter. Okay. I think you could have had Aliens if you wanted to, independent of it. Couldn't have either of them without Alien Covenant, though. Or According Prometheus. According to the backstory. No, go back further and go to Prometheus. right. right. Okay, I just have I have so many questions. Sure, ask away. Okay. My first issue is is that when you are introduced in Alien, you are under the assumption that no one knows that these things exist and that it's a surprise and that the end of it sets up aliens where it's blown out the the xenomorph, the soul xenomorph is blown out of the airlock of the ship and it sets up aliens where they go back to LV-486. And yeah, but how does that planet get infested with aliens? Something had to get it there. I know. That's why we have Prometheus and Covenant. But come on. And two more movies. And Yeah, there's, and there's two more prequels, which apparently at the end of the fourth prequel, it's supposed to set up Alien, right? Right. My understanding. Now, what's he going to do? Remake Alien? And start the whole thing. The I whole think he's got to be done. Then he just needs to be done. Period. Right. Like I just, it's the same story being told with with a synthetic slash android kind of running amok. Right. Well, he admits in the commentary track that it's the same plot as the original Alien, but he believes it's good to revisit old ideas. No. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like I want I want to love this movie. I do. I love Aliens so much. Right. It's one of like my go-to I actually like pieces of this movie. I like the way David I do too. is like Dr. Frankenstein in it and I do too. And you know, you know the surprising cast member that I was worried about, but then I thought about it before even watching this. Danny, James Franco. Danny McBride. <laughs> uh Right was a perfect fit for this movie. Yep. And he's great in it. But, right. So the problem I got with the movie is this shouldn't have never existed. No. It shouldn't have existed because, and you know... Because Alien exists. No, because you being a NASA enthusiast, would you ever land on an ecosystem... Even if it's exactly like Earth and not wear a spacesuit and a helmet ever. I mean, but you're just talking hazmat. You're just talking semantics here. This is why NASA just posted a job posting for somebody to keep the planet safe in the event they find extraterrestrial life. Oh, can I apply for that? Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of people. No, I'm serious. Why would you ever do that? Okay. Other than the fact that it would set off the movie and you can enjoy the movie then. If it's if it's twenty one oh four 
And you assume at this point, because we have managed to have interstellar travel, right, that a probe to determine life forms, right, must exist in some capacity. I didn't see them shooting a probe down there. I, I didn't mean, they, I mean, would you not be able to determine? Now, I guess the argument is is that if you revisit aliens, they don't know they're there. They don't show up on traditional scans. Right. Right. But yes, the argument is you should never land on a planet, even if it has breathable air. And that's. And once there's an obvious infection, do you let that person back on the shuttlecraft? I mean, clearly, you do. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> clearly, you do? Clearly. It's like it's a movie life all over again. And then you, once again, you let the ship that contains like 2,000. Human embryos human and stasis that that's basically the entire mission. You let that ship go into the atmosphere and then pop out a mechanic shuttle. I don't even know how you do that. If you to were to save like four people, if you were to colonize a world, the amount of research and years it would take to do that to determine with that with like unequivocal like certainty that there is no life form that right. is uh hostile. Right. You couldn't you can't assume that the hostile is going to be something you can see. Now, unless this takes place during like a very corrupt earth with corrupt corporations who just completely circumvent that, which I mean, they don't really discuss except for the fact that the company clearly is like the one of the most corrupt in the right. world to keep sending people to die. Right. Um yeah, it's, there's no quarantine protocol. No, at all. No, which which completely would ruin the entire Alien franchise if there was. Well, because the second one's the same <laughs> way. They land on the planet. It's it's it, they're terraforming the planet, and there no one is wearing a spacesuit. Right. Uh, the 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 protocol of basically always getting stuck in the last place, and then of course it's the same thing. How do they get rid of the xenomorph? They blow it out of the airlock. Yes. It's like, is there another way to well, get rid of it? They crush one, too, which is even stupider. Yeah, because it's like acid for blood, and, you know, there's right. problems when you do that. Right. But, I mean, is there is there is this like, is this like Ghostbusters, and the only way that you can catch a ghost is by zapping it and putting it in a trap, so the only way you can get rid of a xenomorph is blowing it out of the airlock in every movie? Come on. you got to have another way to get rid of them. I mean, I know they nuked the planet in the, right. in the second one, but, like, right. come up with something new. Like, figure out another way to get rid of it. It was an okay movie. It wasn't my favorite. If you haven't ever seen Alien, you'd probably enjoy it. I, I, but you wouldn't I, I understand will, what the heck's going on. I will on. be honest with you. I find Alien to be slow. Oh, it's deadly slow. And that's why, for me, when James Cameron took over and did Aliens... Game changer. But the whole point of that movie is a giant two-hour slow burn for the first for the last 30 minutes, the first movie. The first one. The second right. movie is in your face. I, I couldn't watch the movie on a film screen. No, it's because, just... No, because it was terrifying. Do you remember the buildup in space, No One Can Hear You Scream, yes. and that entire marketing campaign? I just... By the time I got into that movie, I was cowering in fear. I spent my entire time with my hands in front of my face going, oh, man, it's coming. Here it is. Oh, ah, yeah. My uh, 10-year-old 
to tomorrow, ten year old, yeah. is desperate to watch these movies, and I'm like, dude, nope. Aliens would be, because that's almost comic booky at points. But it's oh, but it, there's a kid in it that wouldn't. The make it. the language is is a bit that's much. True. I mean, it's it's that's a pretty hard R. Yep, it um, is. I mean, in today's standards, if they were to reshoot Aliens, the blood and gore would be off the charts. My kid had all the aliens under his belt by 10, so. Well, <laughs> I I wouldn't be opposed to it's it. Not, it didn't affect him adversely, so. No, but but he, he's kind of a different bird. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this one out here as it wasn't as bad as Aliens 4 or Aliens versus Predator, and it was, in my opinion, in some ways better than Aliens 3. So I give it like a B minus, like C plus B minus. I'm frustrated by the repetitiveness of it, and I worry about the next two. And I just wish that we could get some fresh blood on this franchise. I had to go back and watch Prometheus. Prometheus was much better after watching Alien Covenant because it just made a lot I, more sense. I couldn't, I couldn't make it through Prometheus. I thought it was really not a good movie at all. So I give it a B because of the extras. Did you watch any of the extras like I told you to? I did. The The sketch art was, I want some of that stuff badly. <laughs> so to tell you what we're talking about, the best way, there's this great archive of David's illustrations. And they look like David is the synthetic or the android. Yes. Um, and it looks like uh, Da Vinci's, Human Anatomy illustrations, but, a lot of it. But except it's tied to the Alien franchise. Yeah. So, and it's it's this rather robust database. There's hundreds of illustrations in this. It to try and use a, a Blu-ray or a 4K controller to get through them is ridiculous. Yeah. So what you do is you use the download code and you go to like iTunes. And iTunes makes it painless Absolutely. to take a look at this stuff. Absolutely. It's click, 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 click on your computer, and you get some unbelievable shots of, of his experiments and his cataloging of the species on I mean, the planet. It's fascinating. Think about how much money they had to pay artists to come up with that stuff. And, and he's got handwritten notes yep. on a lot of the illustrations. Some of them on, on like the edge of the paper and the liners. It's very right. cool. Um. That alone just sucks you into the movie. So even if the movie's terrible, after reading all those and looking at those, you're going to be pretty psyched about going in there. So do you think Fassbender comes back again for whatever the next one is? Yes, because he's going to turn that woman into the queen somehow, genetically. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be pretty either, but we'll see. He was great in it. I thought Michael Fassbender was... He's a great Perfect. actor. And he's a great actor. He's a great actor. And the woman, um, I don't remember her name. I don't either. I don't even references because they're basically victims. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I even mean, bother. She's um, James Franco's in the movie for about two minutes. She uh is very Ripley esque. Yes. Um and I could see this franchise surrounding itself around her, although I don't anticipate that happening. Because she's not going to make it. Because she's not going to make it. Right. Neither is Danny McBride. No. But it'll be interesting to see what happens to him. If they do anything with him. Right. If they even, like, reference it in the next film. Well, there you have it. 
now I'm worried for like Avatar two and Avatar three. You know, like the first one was mind blowing. I think he should wait another ten years before he releases them. I know. It's just like when did that movie even come out? I feel like it was a decade ago. <laughs> I do. Like, isn't there like four of them? I think there's like I don't know three, three, two, three, I and four. I barely remember the story now. I just it know that so far Sigourney Weaver was in it, Sam Worthington, yep. and and it was like Zoe Saldana's kind of breakout role. Yes, and that's then she right. Moved into Ohura like right afterwards. All right, well that's what we've got. Two, you know, big opening films that you know we're a little behind on reviewing, but that's okay. Guardians was a mega blockbuster. Alien was disappointing at the box office domestically, but did okay yeah, internationally. Of course, okay. Of course. Made its money back, I yes, think. Yes, it did. And we're now back on a regular schedule. So <laughs> Yeah. Until something else happens. So something else. Now we'll be back on a regular schedule. And uh yeah, we're online Hey, don't we have a website? We do have a website. You didn't mention that. I, I am uh I am finishing putting the last touches on it, but it is out there and you can check all of these episodes out as well as uh, trailers and 4K release notes and right. other things and reviews that we're going to do outside of this podcast, which is ambitious, but we think we can get it done. We'll we'll pull in Joe's stories from the Washington Times as well, so you can see what he's up to there. And it's all good stuff. It's zadzookshappyhour.com. Yep. So feel free to ignore that also. No. We're doing pretty well on it, actually. So... <laughs> We're on Facebook, Instant Articles. You can read us there. That's true. And people seem to like that. We're on YouTube, and we're, of course, on your favorite uh, I, I, iTunes. IUDs. Uh, no, wait, that's not it. Uh, um, weapons of Mass. No. Um, we're on, we're on like, any RSS. Everything you can hold and make noise out of. Pretty much, and your Amazon Alexa. They're, really? Uh-huh. So you can say Zadzook's Happy Hour. You can say Alexa, play Zadzook's Happy Hour on TuneIn. Damn, I got to try that. And it works. So This man's a genius. It's, nobody knows about it. Who, Ridley Scott? No, you. Oh, okay. You're much like Ridley Scott. Uh, no, please don't. You keep repeating things. Well, I no. My problem is, is if you can find me a director who can't remember anybody's name, that's who I am, because I'm terrible at it. Hey, you. Yeah, that guy over there. Remember him? With Do the, that with the blue and that guy. Yeah. You know, Michael Rooker, the dude, the dude from Walking. You know. Harsh. All right. Well, um, I'm not Ridley Scott. I'm hoping you'll be Ridley Scott. Uh, financially, I would hope so too. Yeah. Um, is he directing the new Blade Runner? No, he's not. I'm just mm-mm. kidding. Yeah, I know. Mm-mm. I hope. I hope that's gonna be something. I hope that's good. I hope so. It's Harrison Ford on his farewell tour. Yeah, I mean every it's, character so, he's so, ever created, so he's gonna kill off. You want, you want to put bets on this now? Does he die? Of course he dies. Okay. And then when he does the last Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones, he'll fall into a pit of lava or something. Do you think he'll sacrifice himself? Of now, course now, he will. Is Shia LaBeouf still his kid? Or do they Ooh, recast? Oh boy, they're gonna have to recast. And does Sean this Connery guy's out come of back? His mind. Does Connery come back? He could. He's still around. Yeah. Right? He's still. Yep. It's about like ninety now. I don't know. How was your uh, Force Friday? Did you? Did you? Put... I completely ignored it. Okay. Because I've had it with that stuff. <laughs> I didn't know it was coming, and it came and went, and it's the worst possible idea for merchandising possible. Did you see the? It's so horish. I can't stand it. The eight hundred dollar yes. Millennium Falcon yes. Lego eight, set, eight thousand piece Lego set. Yeah. Really. 
That's what everybody says. Basically, they got to be out of your mind. They said it was like twenty-two cents per piece, <laughs> which is insane. It's like Legos are worth more than a gold bar, right? At this point, I think I'll buy a gold bar. Okay, well, good, good for you. I drove by Fork Knox, by the way. I tried Did to you? stop and get some. You stuff. get some nothing. Couldn't get in. No subsidies. They said I didn't have the code. Thank you so much. All right, bye. Until next time. <laughs>